Live from Morgantown, West Virginia, home of the Mountaineers. Brought to you by the Voice of Motown at voiceofmotown.com. It's the Truck Bryant Show. When you tap into the hottest basketball podcast on the planet, your energy better be unmatched. If it's not, you'll be clipped to L.A. Not L.A. Clippers, not L.A. Lakers, L.A. Clipheen. We're not doing that, gangsta. The energy in here is always unmatched. So listen up and take notes because homework is due tomorrow at noon. Here's your host, Mr. Unmatched himself, Truck Bryant. Yo, it's Truck Bryant, a.k.a. Mr. Unmatched. And today, man, got an episode with my boy, Hofstra legend. Actually, New York legend, too. Justin Wright Foreman. I ain't gonna lie. I know this is gonna be a great episode. I'm actually looking forward to this, man. Here we go. Let's let's start it off. You just asked. Wow, Justin Wright forming his hair. What's good, gangster? What's up, gangster? What's up? What's up? Let's like let, look, my New York, my fellow New Yorker, man. Let me talk to my boy right quick, man. That's a fact. Who big queens though? You big queens? <laughs> you know that's me. Ain't no question to it. <laughs> I leave it up to to the people, though, man. I'm just blessed to be in the position I'm in. Uh, I really just really can't complain. The words can't even describe the feeling of being here, uh, being drafted and stuff like that. And, uh, again, thank you for having me on this show. This is is big time. I like what you're doing, especially, like, the whole stuff you got going on in New York. Uh, And Happy New Year's to you, too. Same to you, family. You know that. You know that. Hey, hey, actually, so I'm happy you brought that up. Speaking of that, how how did that feel getting drafted? You got drafted <laughs> by the by the Jazz. That's yo, that's tough. It is tough. Um, it is you know, it's something that you could dream of, bro. Like, the, like you can't really like explain it. It's like you feel all the emotions in one. Uh, I'll, I'll even start with the bad. Like, I was nervous as hell going into this. I can't even lie. I, I was just going into like a whole. A whole nother environment with a whole different group of people, and you know this is where you you dream of being. And now you're seeing all these players and everybody that you like look up to, kinda. And it's just like wow. Um, but like I said, I'm just blessed to, to be able to be in that position. Um, especially to be drafted. Like I worked my ass off, and people don't even like people don't even really know like the real story. Everybody just oh that he got there. Like no, like there's been like a lot of long nights, a lot of nights where. Uh, motherfucker was crying like a lot of nights where like I was just, like very mad at myself like just like real like real stuff going on and I had to really control my emotions and you know find a way through and you know I just worked my ass off to get to the point where I'm at and I just can't I I can't even be more happy grateful for this opportunity. Hey, you you know that's that's a that's a major key and that's one thing like you know I always fuck around in my lives and shit but realistically like these kids in new york now don't understand how how hard it was for us to get where where we where we got and and the shit that we achieved growing up like it came from hard work it didn't come from us on social media all day and all this bull you know what i mean all the bullshit that's going on now 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, go ahead, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Now, nah, I I also feel I do feel the same way. Um, well, the one thing that I try to always tell the kids is that I'm there for them. Like, I got here already. I did what I need to do. I'm still not where I want to be, but like, I'm a resource. And like, I know like a lot of like a lot of people. I'm not throwing shade at nobody, but a lot of people when I was growing up, like that just like I wish I had somebody in this position to help me with my game or to talk to them about like how this actually is and what to expect and this that, and the third like I didn't have that I just had my mom a basketball and my uncle were really just helping me and everybody along the way my supporting cast trying to you know little stuff little stuff but like I always tell the kids like I'm here like if you need help or you need advice it could be anything like you can come talk to me I'm not a stranger I, I answer anybody Hey, that's hey, that's that's tough, Just. Let I'm happy you brought that up. So listen, so listen to this, right? So it's me, Jordan Theodore, Kimball Walker. You know, all of us played on the same team at Gauchos, right? Mm-hmm. Gauchos. So so growing up, we see Ross Strickland all the time, you know what I mean? Because he used to play with Gauchos. We see him all the time. We see him in the Bentley. We see him, you know what I mean? Flashy and shit. And and, and for me, obviously me and Jordan is overseas. Okay, we had NBA workouts and everything like that. But Kimba's a, a superstar in the NBA now and we obviously we love our brother. Oh, nothing wish nothing nothing but the best for him. But it's just crazy because Ross Strickland was always there like whenever we wanted to talk to him type shit and and I see what you're saying cuz that's what you're doing for the kids nowadays and I, and I respect that a lot. I respect that. For sure, bro. That's what it's about. It's about the next generation, bro. Like this stuff ain't for me no more, man. I, I like I said, I got to where I'm at, and like I said, I'm not where I want to be, which is actually on like a, a roster on a contract and stuff like that. But I'm just busted being in the position to be playing basketball right now, just with all this craziness going in. And the Pelicans uh, gave me a shot to play with their G League team in this upcoming bubble, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take full advantage of it and you know use my resources and you know everything that I worked on to you know eventually get me over that hump. All right, All right. That, that that's good to hear. So that's good to hear. That's good to hear. The Pelicans, it is then, huh? G League team. Hopefully you get that call up. Pray you do. Uh, hey, see, look, let's talk about Hofstra for a minute. You was a CAA player of the year twice. I didn't even know that. I actually just saw that. That's fucking tough, Just. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. tough. Who, who who was your toughest battles in that conference? Man, uh, we had. I ain't gonna we lie. could go my teams or players. My conference is full of dogs, yo. Like we had Jarrell Brantley, who was on my team last year, who went to Charleston. Grant Riller, who uh, Grant Riller, who played for who plays for the, the Charlotte Hornets right now. Um, well, we had guys. There's guys in that conference like Matt Lewis that gave us from JMU that gave us problems almost damn near every night. It, but uh, like that conference is tough, bro. Like we had like a lot of pros in our conference. Vasa Pusita. Who's overseas? Who's overseas right now? Like he he was an amazing point guard, and just you know going against him and and just having like another caliber player on my team like Dejour was like very was very helpful in my opinion too. But those guys, those guys right there that I just named was tough, bro. Like every given night, you cannot relax. Like you cannot relax. That's tough. What was your, what was your worst? Let's go worst first. What was your worst moment at Hofstra? What was your best moment at Hofstra? <sighs> My worst moment at Hofstra would probably be oh I wouldn't my my all right, let me start off with my best. My best moment at Hofstra was my freshman year because I, I didn't play. 
and I think everybody knows that if you follow me, I didn't play. But I say that's the best time because I actually got to sit down and go through those emotions and, you know, be able to be able to just work through them. And I had and I feel like that's what kind of helped me and got me over the hump because I, I had that whole year where I didn't play. And now the next year I knew what I had to do and I just approached it. A, a whole different way. Like I gained 23 pounds from my freshman year to, to sophomore year, which is crazy. Oh. I came in at I came in at 165, and I and by the end of the year I was like 183, 185. So I gained I gained some pounds. So I feel like with all of that was going on, I was lifting and taking everything serious, and I guess that's when I felt like things were really starting to change for me. Um, my body started to change. I, I started to get bigger. I was putting up I was putting up extra reps, a lot of shots. Uh, and just doing what I needed to do. And I knew what my goal was. I knew where I wanted to be. And I just didn't let anything or anyone detour my route. I just I stayed on in my lane, and I knew what I could do. And those who didn't, didn't know, they got left. And, you know, those who stayed on the ride for this journey, they, you know, they're reaping the benefits of just seeing me. And, you know, eventually their time will come to where I will be able to, you know, be in position to help everybody. That's so tough, Justin. <laughs> I ain't going for I would just start dying laughing her just now. That's so fucking tough. Talk your shit. That's you know, hey, you, you know what? That's so tough. Actually, hold on. I want to ask you something because okay, Hofstra, not the biggest names when when we talk about colleges. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm guessing you was an underdog. You know what I mean? You you a lot younger than me. So I, I don't know all the younger nah, New York yeah, players. I was you know the what underdog. I, mean? I was definitely the underdog. Was, so who 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 was better than you though? Who was better than you back then? Or there was a, there was, was a lot of you? people that that thought they were better than me. And in my opinion, I wasn't I wasn't the best until uh, I really started to put the work in and really started to apply myself. I mean, I always was good. I was never like whack or whatever the case is. But I always had areas where I where I needed to uh, to grow. Like I once I became athletic when I went to Crested King and I realized I can dunk. It was just it was over after that. Um, I just felt like nobody could stop me. Plus, I can shoot, so I don't. I don't know. I, so, a, right. a lot of people. Right. Said I'm they, a lot of people that, said right? they was better than me, but if you look at if you look at the list from New York or from whatever, there's a lot of guys that's not where I'm at right now. If you want to keep it a bean, so. <laughs> Talk, yo, shit, hey, 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 just nah, no, all jokes aside, yo, right. So, who, who used to talk crazy that can't talk crazy to you no more though? Let's. I want to hear that from New York because you know us from New York. We are gonna pop our shit for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I feel like nobody could talk to me in New York right now. To be honest, um, mm. I feel. I feel like, I, but I, I just feel like it's a respect thing. I feel like, I honestly feel like I don't get the respect I deserve in New York. But that's okay though. Like I'm not. I'm not one to cry about it or complain about it. Like I never was into the cameras. Or the glitz and, and the glitz and the glory and stuff like that. Like I don't care if my name is being swirled in a newspaper. Like it's cool, but I have one job. And my job was to get to the league. So and that's what I did. I, and you accomplished that. Yeah, exactly. I, hey, I, let I, me tell you something. You listen. If I don't know if your name was played with before, but let me let me make something very clear. Your name can never be played with in New York when you when you got drafted. Mm -hmm. you, like you're you like you got drafted. Your your name comes up in every discussion nice. and when they talk about top you, dogs you, now. You, so let's just get that out the way. Bro. A lot of people don't give a lot of people don't give credit when credit is due. I came from Hostra. Nobody knew who I was. 
nobody, nobody. We're growing up. I went to Christ the King, nobody. I started being like on these like little bullshit ass lists, not ranked, going to AAU tournaments, having 48, not, and you know, the schools didn't offer me and which is okay. Like I, like I don't, like I said, I'm not into all of that. I, I made the right decision for myself at the end of the day, going to Hofstra close to home. You know, I had my family support. I had pretty much had everything I needed. I had Speedy Claxton who helped me a lot along the way. Yo, like, shout out to Speedy. That's yeah, my dog. That's fact. Shout out to Speedy. He definitely helped me a lot, but it was the whole coaching staff. The whole coach staff pretty much believed in me to pretty much do what I had to do. And, you know, I understood what was going on my freshman year. Like, if you want me to be honest, I just, I also felt like I wasn't ready now that I look back. But that was just about growth. I just had to grow. I was too immature. And, you know, I had to grow up and, and really see the game for what it is. That's tough, man. That's 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 fire that you could just look back and say that, you know what I mean? Because a, a lot of us, you know what I mean, still to this day, like, yo, we got to grow up. We got to grow up. Like, you know, there's real shit to be done. We got to grow up. But... I mean, that's good. How was it having Speedy, though? I know, look, he done made it to the league from Hofstra already. I know that was good to have right next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amazing to have him. Like, he like he pretty much, like, helped me with everything. Like, legit everything. Like, my whole game, like, helped me transform and, like, really understand, like, how important it was in college, like, on screens to take pull-ups or, like, how, how important it was to blow by your man. Like, I learned a lot from him. It wasn't just him being on a sideline and stuff like that. Like, no, he was very, he was very, very, very vocal with me. Like, like he, he, I don't know. He just did a lot. And I'm very, just, I'm very thankful for, you know, him being in my corner and me seeing him that day, like six years ago at Christy King and when I was at camp and being able to talk to him and developing that relationship with him, you know, that eventually pushed me to go to hospital because at the end of the day, the goal is to get to the league. And I wanted to be around somebody who's been there. And that was a part of my decision factor because I was like, you know what? He's a guard around my size. And I just feel like I feel like uh, with everything going on, he would probably be the most help for me in my career. So I did it. That's tough. That's tough. Hey, who who's the toughest person you had to guard? I, I got two more questions for you. Who was the toughest person for, you had to guard in the NBA? Uh, well, if you want me to be honest, I saw I saw a significant amount of time in the bubble. Uh, I played, I actually played really well, in my opinion. Um, I guess like the toughest person I would say would probably be, uh, damn, in the league. Ooh, I want to say it was Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway Jr. when we played the Dallas Mavericks, like you can tell how much of like pros they were like they really don't they don't miss like this shit is yeah. crazy i had wound up having to guard steph uh seth i'm sorry on uh like on a screen for a pull-up mm-hmm. oh my gosh him and tim hardaway jr just how like how high arcing their releases were like just everything like just seeing like how like the nba movement was like that was crazy um that's tough that's tough. They both tough too. That's right. that's tough. Hey, what, what was all right? What was your what was your favorite moment about like being in the league? What was your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite moment besides getting drafted, of course. Uh, my favorite moment being in the league was probably, ooh, uh, 
damn, there's, there's a lot of moments. Uh, just being on the road with the guys, spending time with them, talking to them, being in a bubble was probably a, uh, was probably one of my biggest experiences because we never seen anything like this before, especially like with everything going on. So, you know, just being there and being able to have the chance and opportunity to showcase what I can do on that stage, I just feel like, you know, um, like that probably was because I had to be locked in and we were like, I was legit by myself with my teammates, you know, no family, no nothing, the hardest time. And you really had to lock in and focus. And I feel like that too also helped me grow and to, to get me better for, uh, you know, moments like these coming up. And like I said, I couldn't be more thankful of the opportunity that I've been giving over like these past couple. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people and a lot of these opportunities you know they, they don't come around so often and especially to be drafted is it, there's like 450 people to 600 people that's that enter the draft and only 60 people so i'm just blessed to be here man it's it's crazy that's that's t- that's tough yo hey just man I, I i ain't gonna front i really enjoyed this episode bro I, I appreciate you tapping in for the culture and i'm not gonna lie bro stay blessed and I, I wish nothing but the best for you in the future, brother. Thanks. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. You too. I see you overseas and stuff doing your thing, man. You already know I'm around. You can hit me whenever. I'll, yeah. I'm willing to do this again, bro. Yes, sir, bro. I'll, I'll see you this summer. I'll see you this summer for That's sure. That's a fact, bro. All right, bro. Yes, sir. Yo, what's up, y'all? I need y'all to check out The Voice of Motown for all your West Virginia Mountaineer news and info at thevoiceofmotown.com. That's the voice of Motown.com.